Every startup begins with an ambitious founder and an idea, but what inspires them to take the leap into the entrepreneurial world? I'm Peter Junho Sang, founder and CEO of Beyond Form, and welcome to our new founder series. I'll be sitting down with a few of our startup founders to hear about their journey as entrepreneurs in the fashion tech world. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Lisa Leterza, founder of Glam You Up, to talk about how she found her passion. Lisa knew that she wanted to leave the corporate consulting world behind and join the fashion tech space. Following her life in Milan, Lisa has no shortage of glamour as she moved to Monaco and launched her AI-powered fashion styling app. When you are an entrepreneur, you want to follow a dream. You want to follow something that you're passionate about. For eight years, my passion was about building business and I was really happy about that. But my life mission maybe has changed. So I want to find something that corresponds to me, you know, being a mom. Let's get stuck into Lisa's final journey on this episode of Venturing into Fashion Tech. How are you today, Lisa? Hi, Peter. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Good to I'm, see you. Good I'm here. good. Thank you. Thank you for taking this podcast episode recording. I'm really looking forward to hearing about your journey and how you created Glam You Up. But before we get stuck in into the conversation, I just want to contextualize a little bit for our listeners what is happening in the personalized styling market. So for AI-based personalized stylists, the market size is expected to grow to, to 1,102.3 billion billion dollars by 2031 so that's a huge market that we're talking about um, which is great for you obviously Lisa since you're operating in this field and that's from Insight Ace Analytic and the compound annual growth rate is expected to be around 36 percent between now and 2031 so it's super high and obviously when we're talking about AI that is why there is the reflection there of that super high number we'll talk a bit a little bit more that later on In terms of personalized styling, it's a very broad topic. So this could mean in-store, it could mean online. And in terms of styling, it could mean anything from colors to fit to creating complete outfits. So we'll talk more about how Glam You Up is tackling this a little bit later on. But retailers are recognizing the potential of AI-powered personalization. So, for example, Marks & Spencer, they acquired Thread.com, a UK-based styling app, at the end of 2022. And their co-CEO, Katie Bickerstaff, does actually quote, saying that we already know that the incremental value of personalization can bring, and we can anticipate that personalization will generate more than 100 million pounds of annualized incremental revenue for the business. So obviously with a company like Marks & Spencer, huge retailer, they are seeing the potential of personalized styling. But let's get on to you, Lisa. Growing up in Italy, what was life like for you and how did you end up in Monaco to create your startup? Oh, Peter. So first of all, thank you so much for giving the context of uh, fashion, i.e. fashion especially, because it's the fact that the market is uh, paying a lot of attention to the need of personalization and the need of advice for for users and for customers in general. 
Coming back to your question, yes, I'm born and uh, grew up in Italy, um, and I come from uh, an amazing place. It's Como Lake, which is uh, very well, very well known uh, lately. Uh, I made all my studies nearby in Milan, and I think that all of that um, unconsciously, actually, created uh, in me uh, something that was businesses and fashion oriented and uh, uh, all that uh, Italy can represent actually, no? So uh, a nice site on fashion, but a nice site also on business because actually my preview in pre my previous life, let's say, uh, before creating the startup profile that was completely business-oriented. So um, more on business and on fashion. Fashion has always been a passion for me, maybe because of the fact that I grew up and I'm born and grew up in Italy. My, my professional life uh, and personal life as well brought me to, to Monaco. It was a, um, a series of facts that happened, happened at the, almost at the same time. And uh, I want to see that actually this is some, somehow it's uh, like when you find uh, the way to find your path, no? your, your uh, life mission, everything you want to do that agglomerates and create what you are meant to do and meant to create. And this is what uh, this startup, what Glam You Up means to me. Mixing actually all that are my passions, my skills, my will to do and the value that I can apport to, to, to the market and the fashion in general with my passion for fashion, with my uh, professional skills in business analysis and the way that since 10 years, uh, now I, I live in Monaco, no? Uh, a glamorous place um, per, per definition, actually. So it's kind of everything was meant to bring me to this point in my life. And obviously Milan is a glamorous place. So from one glamorous city to Monaco, which is also glamorous, and Lake Como is also quite glamorous from my understanding. I haven't yet been there, but I want to at some point. Um, <laughs> do you think studying in Milan and being so surrounded by fashion and some of the great fashion houses there. Did that have an impact on you? Milan is, uh, as said, is both. So it's a, it's a, it's a fashion and is a business place. I think that there you can really found the power and the will to, uh, to create, to create fashion and to create business in general. So this, when you think of Milan, you know, I think that everybody... Uh, think of fashion and think of uh, creativity and think also of the movement and the business part of Italy. You know, it's the most uh, productive area in, in, in Italy. So uh, with always this glamorous and this fashion side. So I definitely think that uh, uh, growing up uh, there has had unconsciously uh, an impact on me and on my <laughs> way of seeing uh, fashion and life. And then in terms of moving from Italy to Monaco, how did that journey come about? And then how did you decide to start your startup in Monaco? As I met my my husband in uh, in, in, in Monaco, it was, it was used to live there and uh, after two years I could sell my my to realize that an exit in uh, I have the occasion to sell my previous company the one I built in Italy and so I took the occasion and said maybe it's a sign and then for many entrepreneurs the opportunity to sell 
their company is kind of one of the end goals or an exit of some sort. How did you go about doing that? And how did that then bring you to the next step? What learnings did you take from that situation? Actually, yeah, selling my firm, my previous company in Italy, the one I created in Italy uh, in 2008 and sold in 2016, I think it's a different, uh, a little bit different journey uh, on what we do in a startup because it was, uh, I, w- I have been an advisor and uh, I, I used to work on market feasibility studies. I've done this since I said 2008. And uh, this was a kind of uh, selling a portfolio. So uh, I became one of the most important agents uh, in Italy. And then one of my uh, competitors, let's say, or colleague uh, would like, wanted to acquire my, my portfolio. So it was a kind, it was based on, on networking, actually. So the networking that I built and the portfolio that I built in the eight years of activity in Italy there. Yeah, so you did eight years worth of work on this first company. You sold it. You moved on to your next company, which is great. Um, A relatively short time in terms of a turnaround. But what made you want to leave the corporate consulting world? Why didn't you just you know, go to Monaco and do exactly the same? I had this company that I, that I built in Italy. Then in 2016, I moved to Monaco, but I did exactly the same, um, the, the same business. Uh, I established a company and I was always in, uh, in market feasibility studies, but the declick came a, few, a couple of years after. I worked very well, honestly speaking, in uh, with my second company in Monaco. It's a very, it, it was a successful business as well. When you are an entrepreneur, you want to follow uh, a dream. You want to follow something that you're passionate about. For eight years, uh, my passion was about building business, and I was uh, really happy about that. But in 2018, exactly, uh, 19, I started to say, well, you know what? Also, because in the meantime, I had my kids. So um, it was a it was a job that um, demanded a lot of travel, working from abroad, traveling a lot. I was always around the world everywhere uh, to find players, to find customers, to make studies. Um, I was everywhere. Uh, in the meantime, in 2018, I had kids. So maybe also this, um, my first kid, and then the second one in 2019. So maybe also this aspect came into consideration and saying that, uh, you know what, uh, my life mission maybe has changed. So I don't want to, I want to find something that, corresponds to me, uh, it resonates for me, but also with my new lifestyle, you know, being a mom changes a lot of things in uh, in your life. And uh, one of the main points was, I don't want to be uh, around the world uh, 30 days per month. Uh, and also, it came to my mind something that resonates with my lifestyle where I don't have time. Uh, I always was short of time. I need to find the way to do everything in 10, 24 hours. And this um, came to the fact that actually one of my uh, of the first facilities, let's say, that, uh, that, uh, that I found uh, in my everyday life was doing online shopping. Uh, it was, it has always been a passion for me, fashion, and doing online fashion, online shopping has become a um, uh, lifestyle, especially when I become a mom. And there were, therefore, uh, I start noticing and starting to think in the way uh, online shopping is done and how to improve 
uh, online shopping. This is, I think, was the process that took, took me in leaving my previous uh, corporate consulting uh, activity to uh, launching myself in this adventure with Glenn Up. Then you talked about the, that you are looking into online shopping, how to improve it. How did you actually land on the idea of Glam You Up? What was the process there? So uh, it came, honestly speaking, Peter, from my uh, everyday life. I was... Uh, Online shopping was a necessity for me, let's say, also preference, but uh, the way of being able to shop at night when the kids are sleeping or in your uh, frame time that are not always the one of uh, the shops, it was a necessity and it was something that brought a lot of value to me. But uh, at the same time, when scro- when you go to a platform that was for shopping mainly uh, or fashion mainly, uh, you see that you spend hours scrolling and scrolling thousands of pages and items to, to check and to see what would you like to buy, what do you like, and what could be a fit for you. So these were the, the, first, uh, the first idea of Glam came from, actually. Am I getting sense here, Lisa, that you like to go shopping? Are you a shopaholic? Yes, I am. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're truthful about that. You like to go shopping. But, you know, some of the best startup ideas are born out of our, you know, our everyday lives and the frustrations that we do have. Obviously, you being a keen shopper has landed you on to land you up as a startup. For our listeners that are not familiar with Glam You Up, what is it specifically? Actually, Glam You Up is an eye-driven personal shopper. Glam You Up gives you the uh, insight and the advice you need for having a more, a wiser, a time saver, shopping that you will be passionate of. Glam You Up, main goal is to tell you uh, or advise you on what you should uh, wear to enhance your personal characteristic and your beauty and your style. Uh, also saving time, leaving you an amazing shopping experience where uh, seamless, first of all, and uh, with Glam You Up, we use the 16 season theory on color analysis. We spend, uh, I think, six months defining the best way of matching colors and believe it or not colors have a huge power on how you look why do you see yourself on your style and uh, so uh, this is the glam's magic So I mentioned right at the start of the episode, there are many apps out there that are tackling it from different perspectives. So if I understand it correctly, Glanyu Up at the moment is tackling it from the colour perspective. You mentioned that the 16 colour seasons. How does that do that? And what are the colour palettes that are then spread out? Like what are the recommendations that you are making? Glanyu Up is able to define your uh, season among the 16 season um, system uh, picking up the color of your hair, of your eyes, and of your skin. And in seconds, it defines your season. It's uh, really a seamless process uh, for, for the user. Huh? So uh, you don't have to answer thousands of questions. You don't have to define yourself, which is your color. Everything is automated. And I think it is extremely important, Peter. Why? Because not everybody is a stylist and not everybody wants to spend time and hours uh, or uh, time defining the parameters. So we, we do all uh, Glam's does 
all this job for uh, for you. I think aside from time, there are many people that just don't know how to style themselves. I know a lot of people that do get confused with trying to style their own outfits. Why do you think that is, Lisa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, but because uh, you know, I think that it's uh, uh, from a human and normal point of view. Uh, you are so used to see yourself that uh, actually uh, you can't. You at one point you can't judge your personal characteristic, value points, and points that maybe you need to to hide a little bit. Uh, and also, you are always used to wear the same, um, same style, same, uh, I wouldn't say same outfit, but, you know, uh, choosing always more or less the same that you are used to, used to buy and used to wear. So it's nice, of course, to have a personal style, but why not improve it or adding value to it with some topics that can actually enhance uh, your style. So you mentioned there that the granule up is automated. So there's an element of AI there. How did you come on that journey to realize that AI can be utilized in such a way? And why do you think it does make sense for a fashion solution? We start from the um, proposal, blame you up. We change the way we are used to see and to do shopping online. How we do this and how Glam do the, does this? of course, advising yourself, but thanks to the uh, artificial intelligence, we will be able to advise you even more and more in depth and more and more in detail, uh, implementing also uh, aspects like the weather, life like the, your humor, like the, the occasion that you are, you are getting dressed for. Uh, there are plenty of parameters that we can implement in order to give to the user the most powerful, accurate, and useful uh, advice that can that they can have. And then you mentioned that a benefit of the styling gap is that it does save time potentially for the user. Obviously, you being a mother and an entrepreneur, you mentioned earlier that you do have kids. Like I can imagine that your time also needs to be managed well. What are some of the challenges and rewards with being a mother and a founder at the same time? Wow, but you know the rewards uh, are more the re- are more the rewards. No, no, no. The, the rewards are not more than, than the challenges. Actually, <laughs> they are both uh, a lot. Uh, so it's extremely challenging. As you mentioned, Peter, you need to um, manage your time extremely well. But I think that motherhood gave me some more uh, improved some of my skills. Actually, that I had already as an entrepreneur since 2008. As I said, you need to be more problem solving. You need to more multitasking, you need to be ready to very full, full, full day, but at the same time, extremely rewarding because you are uh, focusing yourself on what you like, what you love to do. My kids and my my job, I do everything with a lot of passion and really realizing what uh, what what pushes me to life. I mean, to bring a lot of uh, love in everything I do and uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's even way more than a simple job. You uh, you are not there only to make your nine to five hours. You really need to put a lot of yourself into it. So the challenge and the challenges are huge. Entrepreneur life, in a mother life, in both together, you can even imagine. But 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the passion and the results and being uh, into what you really love to do. This is, I think, it's the main reward, actually. I can't relate because I don't have children, but I can imagine that multitasking is something that you've really got down to a T with your with your young children there. <laughs> definitely, Peter, definitely, yeah. Uh, with the left hand, you are on your job and in the right hand, you are with kids. So yeah, you need to be multitasking, absolutely. <laughs> and then if you could go back in time and give your younger self advice before starting your startup, what advice would you give yourself? Actually, you know what, I, I've been an entrepreneur really for most of my working life because after my, my master's degree in, in business management, I, I, two, or I only spent two years in corporate and then I, I go into this entrepreneur life at the age of 26. So quite young, let's say. Uh, but what I'm thinking is that you, you don't have to doubt yourself if somebody's calling you is that because it's meant to you and then you can uh, you just need to trust 100 yourself and go for it because you have everything that in in you to bring this what this to life of course uh, you need to have the right partners you need to build that around you the right team for that but really go for it because everything that you need is already in you to to achieve this goal I completely get what you're saying there, Lisa. If I can paraphrase that, sometimes there is a little bit of imposter syndrome feeling that does come up when you are that younger founder. And I think it does take time to realize that, yes, you can do it, believe in yourself. So I completely get where you're you're coming from there. You know, Peter, this one makes me think of an an interview that I saw a couple of days ago, because uh, there are a lot of challenges today in the entrepreneurial world. for young founders and also for female founders as well. The fact is that you don't get that credibility that you need. It's very hard to move the first steps into it. And then uh, everything will come later. But in this first phase, it just it's only in you to believe in yourself. Absolutely. You just have to do it. Essentially. I just want to finish off this episode, Lisa, with a quick fire round set of questions. So the first answer that comes into your head, just very yeah. quickly. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Favorite color to wear? Wow, a peach pink. In Italy, we call it salmon pink. Uh, and uh, I used to love this, uh, this color since uh, without knowing every, anything about uh, color analysis. That was a passion that I discovered in uh, 2016, I think, and came out as one of the main color of my palette, but it's called salmon pink. It's a kind of warm peach pink, actually. Yeah. The least favorite color that you think is really horrible on you? On you, but in 90% of the people, people, Peter, I have to say, even if it's thought to be a a must-have, it is black. Yeah, I get that. One person (laughs) who you think is glamorous to you? uh, Living in Monaco, the glam icon, I think it's, uh, everybody agrees, it's Grace Kelly. Good answer. Your most glamorous item that you own in your wardrobe? Once again, Peter, living in Monaco, you can imagine we have plenty of evening and glamorous occasion to be to participate at. So it's a long evening dress from Dolce Gabbana with a mermaid shape. 
Amazing. I, I can uh, picture that, Lisa. You strutting down to the casino on a Friday evening in your long dress. Hotel <laughs> de Paris. Hotel de Paris, Peter. Exactly. It's very nice there. Um, <laughs> and then finally, one tip to new startup founders. Oh, once again, believe in yourself. You have everything within you to go for it. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you very much, Peter, for this time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to click follow to keep up to date with the latest episodes. And if you like this episode, please give us a review. If you want us to feature a specific theme or guest, please give us a message at beyondform.io. I will see you very soon.